Welcome back to the Vibrantly Gray podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Working. Here in the Vibrantly Gray community, we support older women in pursuing their big dreams. I believe that age should never be a barrier to achieving one's goals and living a meaningful life. In today's episode, I hope you will be inspired and empowered to live your life vibrantly. Today, I'm talking with Ricky Rose and Sally Thorne of Rose and Thorne Pub in Paris, Kentucky. Both women were in their 50s when they opened their business, and they opened during COVID, which was a bold move during a time when other restaurants and bars were closing permanently. When they began their business, they had a very clear vision for it. They wanted to create a safe community for everyone and to serve their community delicious, handcrafted food and drink. They made a commitment to staying small, local, and unique. Consequently, to this day, their values infuse all of their business choices. I visited Rosenthorn several times, and besides the great food and drink, what strikes me is the mix of families, young adults, and older adults who are there. It's a small pub with big heart. So I'm excited for you to hear about their business. So hello everyone, I'm at Rosenthorn Pub on Main Street in downtown Paris, Kentucky. And joining me today are the owners, Ricky Rose and Sally Thorne, which is like a perfect combination. <laughs> <laughs> I will throw out some questions and then you all can decide who wants to answer each question. When did you start this establishment? August 20, 2020. That yes. was kind of a tough time to be to be opening up a new business. So uh, how did that go for you? It went well and we were it was terrifying. Yeah. yeah. But it but it went really well. People were excited to have a place that could be open. Yes. Uh, that was new to come to. So it was it was good for us. And with great food, I would say. Well, yes, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously good drinks. Tell, tell me a little bit uh, about what you do here at the pub, what you offer your customers. We like to serve good food and healthy food and healthy drinks, even though some of them do have alcohol in them. We try to make uh, things that come, I don't know. I think what Sally's trying to say is yes, we do serve cocktails here, but we have a, we have a wide variety of non-alcoholic beverages as okay. well. What you can get guaranteed when you come here is that you're going to get a handcrafted cocktail, whether it has alcohol in it or not, mm -hmm. made for the most part with the most the freshest and most local ingredients we can source. And when you come here, I will be making your drink, and Sally will be making your food. Excellent. Uh, so what's your best-selling food item, Sally? Um, well, my Greek salad sells really well. <laughs> okay. Um, it's big and pretty. I've seen the salads here. They're huge. We cook our own beef in-house and, and slice it up fresh, and that's probably our number one seller. Mm -hmm. We have about four different kinds of creations that we make from it on the menu, or or you can own it and make your own choices off of what we have on the menu. 
Uh, and we try to take care of everybody's dietary needs so we have everything available that make it a gluten-free experience okay. or vegetarian, vegetarian and vegan, yes. Okay, excellent. Uh, well, that shows a nice sensitivity to your, uh, to your customers. And sometimes in small towns, it's hard to find uh, gluten-free, vegetarian uh, mm -hmm. kinds of options. So I, I appreciate that. And I will, you know, attest that your sandwiches are great. Um, I like the sides that you... Uh, you know, uh, the, the little animal crackers yeah. instead of chips, I think is a very sweet touch. So what is your most popular uh, cocktail? It kind of hops around, um, but I think the three cocktails I sell the most is um, uh, a Manhattan, mm -hmm. and I make a really good old-fashioned, mm -hmm. and then um, well, there's four, okay. the Rum Runner, and then um, the Spicy Margarita is kind of oh, yes, throughout oh, that's town. Good too. So, but in January, I created a mocktail menu mm -hmm. so that we had options for people who maybe wanted a fancy drink without the alcohol, and that's done over really well. People really like the lavender lemonade. Yes, I haven't tried that, but lavender lemonade is a very nice combination. Yeah. So, uh, so you both have had previous careers, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so, talk to me a little bit about why you decided to start this business in 2020? Well, COVID was going on and the bars weren't technically supposed to be open. Pretty much everything was closed and Ricky and I were making sanitizer <laughs> at, at, uh, at Hartfield. And yes, yeah. And um, Ralph said he wasn't going to try to open again with the bar restrictions. Okay. It and was Ralph Rister, is the previous. Yeah. And it was Rooster Brewing. Okay. Um, that's how I met Ricky. Um, we okay. started. I started a pop-up kitchen. Oh, um, yes, I remember yes. that. Yes. You know, Ricky was running the bar here. And when I did the pop-up kitchen, it was just like one day a week or two day a week. But then we started doing it more right before mm -hmm. COVID hit and we closed down. And then um, we didn't want to see it go. So after Ralph, he worked with us. And uh, they helped us a big part of making it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure he was glad to see his his baby, you know, stay intact uh, to to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And so, when you were opening up the business, like when you envisioned what the business was going to be like, what people were going to experience here, uh, what what was in your mind? What was your vision? We wanted a place where people could come and and hang out and in a safe and comfortable environment, um, get good food and good drinks made with love. And I really think that, especially since um, since some of the COVID restrictions were there, that we've really formed, um, we've got a nice extended family. Yeah. It's not really so you regulars. Oh yeah, sort of like cheers. Yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we get a lot of visitors too. Um, you know, because of all the Airbnbs yes. around here. I send my, the, uh -huh. my guests over, mm -hmm. and they they rave about about the place. So. Yeah. And it's nice to get to know them too. Mm -hmm. That's what when they leave here, they feel like they were welcome here in Paris. Yes, yeah. we actually had a good time for them. We actually had a couple a couple of weekends ago, and they came in. They were here for the weekend. They came in. Thursday night, they came back Friday night, 
And then Saturday they came just before we closed and then one lady she said, Well, we had to come back to our bar before we went home. So you'll be back too. Yeah. <laughs> but they have that kind of experience in Paris. They they will be back. Now I noticed when I've been in here that you oftentimes have families. Um, is that part of the safe space? Exactly. <laughs> so, do you have any employees? No. No. Okay. When you 
get your food, you know, you made it, you yeah. never washed your dish, yes. and when you get your drink, the same, you know, you right. made it, you washed your balls. Right. And do you find most people are understanding that they have to wait for some service yes. for a while? Yeah, absolutely. And they do realize it's just yeah. the two of you. People, people who have been here, who come here regularly, understand. Um, new people, especially for busy, I just make a point of telling them that, you know, there's one wonderful person picking your food, and so um, and you're the fourth person in line, so it's going to be a while to get back, relax, and now, you know, okay. we definitely, our, our business model is not turning tables. That is not. Yes. Yeah. 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 No. But well, we're only too much of a hurry anyway. A restaurant, but a place to sit and, and, and wait a little bit for yeah. your food and talk and have a drink while you're Right. Now, do you have a, a rotating menu? Um, I have a regular menu. Okay. And then we have um, a little nibbler menu that's just available in house. And then every week I offer different specials and sides. Okay. And I really love the names that you've given your sandwiches and the different dishes. Can you tell our, list, our, our watchers, I guess, uh, a little bit about the history of that naming practice? Well, Really just for people to get interested and have something to do, maybe while they're waiting for their the meal, maybe <laughs> yeah. check out Google that name and check out yeah. why yeah. We, we yeah. chose that name. Can you give them name. some examples of the names? Uh, is it very Well, very we, well we are, our um, Philly cheesesteak sandwich is called the Thoroughly Modern Millie Philly. And um, what are some of the other fun? We've got a Ruth BLT Ginsburg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My new sandwich, the Eartha Kit. Eartha Kit. Oh, yes. 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 We modeled our, we named our sandwiches after strong, independent women, since we are strong and independent women in business. Yes, excellent. I love, I, I love that, and it's, uh, it makes your me- your menu memorable. It does, right? Because uh, you've got that little, mm-hmm. little twist and unusual. It's not just a Philly steak sandwich, you exactly. know, <laughs> on it. So, so how do you market your business? Like, what are the channels? Is it your Facebook page? Do you have a website? Do you advertise in the local newspaper? I know that you rely on word of mouth a lot, but I think for other business owners, it's always interesting to hear how small creative entrepreneurs, you know, get the word out. That is probably, I would say that has possibly been our biggest challenge. Um, Welcome. (laughs) We're not young. And so the way that we, Grew up advertising is not the way right. that young people receive advertising now. We advertise mainly on our Facebook page because I'm not savvy enough to run a website. Yeah, but we and we do um, run things in the paper occasionally. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, word of mouth, sending our menus home with people when they're interested. Yeah, putting it uh, putting it out there in the Airbnbs. Yeah. Um, leaving I've left a menu at a couple of the liquor stores just so they can look at them and. Okay. And stuff. Um, where there's probably more we could do, but it is a challenge trying to figure out what people are going to look at. Well, yes, because it's such a diverse, you know, set of channels, marketing mm-hmm. channels. Now it used to be. Do you remember when uh, I, I I had a business over in Midway and the Friday Lexington Herald Leader, the entertainment set, mm-hmm. section mm-hmm. was like that was golden. No, you just had to run some. They were expensive. You just and now it, there's just so many choices. Uh, you don't know exactly what what to do. Plus, it takes time. That as a it does as a person and uh, persons who are making handmade 
you know, to order products, mm -hmm. it's hard to find the energy and the time yeah. to do it. I have heard that we need, I have a, I have a 30 something daughter who lives here and she does come in and help out occasionally as an extra hand. And I've heard from people her age that we need to delve into the world of TikTok. Yes. And I'm willing. We'll see if I'm able. I'm not, okay. I'm not that crazy. dance? Oh, no, I can, no, no, nobody you wants to. You can dance while you're She uh, does dance. A, she dances a while she makes drinks. I do, she but does. nobody really wants to look can, at that. You so. can dance while you cook that beef. You can, uh, yeah, no. Yes, I, I heard that Instagram and TikTok um, appeal more to a younger audience. It does. And I, we advertise on Instagram as well. Okay. Um, Instagram and Facebook okay. mirror each other. And I know they have, um, like, menu posting services where you can post your menu on a website. And so if somebody's looking for where can I eat in Paris, Kentucky, there, you know, there pops up all of the menus so people can yeah. really know what you do. Um, we actually, we do have a little menu subscription service and it allows us to utilize a QR code, okay. which is, um, our menu is posted on our webpage, but our Facebook site, but yeah. so is that QR code. Okay. Yeah, marketing seems to be uh, a challenge there's for a, a lot of it. There's a lot included. of information out there competing for your attention. Yes. And so I feel like it's really easy to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. So let's see, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, well, you've been in business for three years now. So what has surprised you the most about operating your establishment? Actually, I knew that we would have community support, but yeah. I've been pleasantly surprised by the yeah. amount of community support. It says on our menu that we are a community enhanced and supported venue, and that is, that that is no joke. If we need anything, we have a core group of regular people who mm -hmm. will do anything that we need. Yeah, you know that's great. Well, and, and that really is a great testament to your ability to create connections. No, both yeah. through what you're making and just, you know, as mm -hmm. people having a conversation. So I think that, I, I think that's fabulous. Uh, so do you have any plans for expansion or you, in the future, I know you said that you're kind of dipping your toe into wedding space and, mm -hmm. and catering and that kind of thing. Uh, what's your, what's your, I guess the, what's the proverbial five year goal? We don't want to grow outside of this space, okay? Because we don't want to. Ne we never want someone to come to the door and have someone else cooking their food. Yeah, someone else making yes. their drink. I um, love that. Value. We want to be in yeah. charge of our own destiny. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, I, I would rather have people. This is a pipe dream, but I would rather have people lined up waiting to get in mm -hmm. than have a great big space and not be as effective as we are. Yeah. Okay. I thought about a challenge though this year, yeah. like these last couple of years, is that keeping up with all the, the high costs of everything. Oh yeah. And trying yeah. to keep the menu at a at a, a, a place yeah. where people can still get very good food mm -hmm. for a reasonable price, yes. not a, not an outrageous price, just because of all the prices have gone up. And right. That's, right, that's been tricky uh, to manipulate uh, as far as beverage and food. Do you costs find go. that easing a bit? I 
heard on the news that food prices are going down a, a bit. A little bit, but for everyone that goes down, it seems Something like another one down. goes up, and it's usually like the ingredient we need. <laughs> well, and I, I think in the in the in the bartending industry, not only have cost risen, but the availability. This is bourbon country. Yes, and bourbon is not readily available for, especially for small businesses where uh, bourbons that are handed out on allocation. We can't even make an allocation list because, for us, we go through a lot of bourbon. But according to the big guys, right. we don't sell enough Do they to make it worth they that on annual sales. Mm-hmm. They do okay. total so, annual sales or. Uh, just, bourbon just, just bourbon sales. Yeah. So it's, well, that's kind of a chicken or the egg sort it of situation. Is. So that I mean, that's been a bit of a challenge too. And I know on the food side as well, if the costs aren't aren't driving problems, then the availability. Because we went through a point where we couldn't. I mean, Sally would come back from the store and she's like, "There's no bacon. There's no bacon to be found. What are we going to yeah. do?" You know. Yeah. So that that those have been had cakes sandwiches off the menu too that I that people really like that I bring back as specials, but it just I couldn't sell it to them at a good price and still be able to yeah, yeah. to make the efforts worth it. You know? mm-hmm. Well, to be a business owner, you need to be flexible, you know, mm-hmm. on your toes. <laughs> that is true. Wearing many hats. Weird, weird that. <laughs> Yeah, my background is corporate, but Sally's background is restaurant, so we've really relied heavily on her. Oh yes, um, okay. to do to to rein me in. Yes, because you know, just because there's money there, that doesn't mean you can spend it. And she's really good at reining me in. That's good. Well, it sounds like you have complementary skill sets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, <laughs> we do. yeah, yeah. So, well, I'm glad that you all are are, are partners and seem to be thriving. And I, I really like what I'm hearing uh, from you is that. You have a business model that's based on service to other people, and I'm not just talking about getting the food out mm-hmm. on to them in a timely manner. I'm talking about, you know, providing an experience and an aesthetic that mm-hmm. is warm and unique, and that people want to return uh, to. And, mm-hmm. and we all need that. Yeah. 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 So any advice for, as we're wrapping up here, any advice for small business owners or who are wannabes or have been in it for a while? I think if you think you want to be it, plant your seed and it'll sprout and don't be afraid to try it because if you don't try it, you'll never know whether you did well at it or you could achieve it or not. Right. And if you go for it, and it works great, and if it doesn't, it's another thing on your your experience. It's, it's not a failure. Exactly. No, it's not. It's yeah. a learning opportunity, yeah. right? Right. I think my advice would be: don't try to conquer Rome in one day. Yeah. If you want to open a bakery, pick two things you bake well and bake them really well for a while and see how that goes. Yes. If you want to open whatever it is, a, a retail store, you know. A, grab five things that you think will sell well, and when they start selling well, then add a six. You know, yeah. just don't start your business out with a nine page menu because you'll just get frustrated. Yeah. Slow and steady. And Slow and steady. Yeah. You lose your shorts too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so it, it sounds to me like with that advice, you are, you have the ability to, or the opportunity, I should say, to learn patience. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a short supply in my makeup. Yeah. So I, I, I am an extremely impatient person, as Sally will attest. 
and she's extremely patient. So again, well, again that balance. Yeah, yeah, that's great because if you were both, you know, impatient or both overly patient, yeah. you know, you wouldn't be moving forward or you would be scattered. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's true. But um, you can't change what's going. You just have to go with the go with the flow. Go with exactly. the flow. Okay. It's, yeah, that's true. And it's often a struggle to get there for me, especially. Ellie's really good at telling me like just just. It's gonna be okay. Find a sense of humor about the situation yes, because if you can laugh at that and laugh at yes. yourself, and <laughs> that kind of takes your mind off that. There's a lot of wisdom behind this counter. <laughs> so, so that's great. Well, anything that I didn't ask about that you would like to share? Covered a lot. Covered a lot. Okay. So, what is your address? Uh, what are your hours? so that people can come in and experience this place. We are at 609 Main Street in downtown Paris, and we are open Wednesday through Friday from 5 p.m. to 11 p.m., and Saturdays from 4 p.m. to 11 p.m. Okay. And we are available, um, our space is available for rentals with advance notice. Seven days, six days a week, we cannot be open on Sundays. We don't have a Sunday liquor license. Okay. Um, and, and we uh, what about the catering with advanced notice we will cater and how far out well. do you go with that catering service um do you go to lexington oh or? we'll go and we'll work out any okay anywhere any, any, in, okay. any yeah. way that we can drive yeah out. i mean mm-hmm. okay. an outdoor venue by the yeah. creek is great you it's know great. So, and i'm ready for that i have okay. all that experience okay yes. <laughs> that sounds great all right well thank you so much i really thank appreciate you. it thank and you, i'm Kathy. sure that people will We'll come in and see you as well as be appreciative of the insight that you have into having your own home. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. If you did, please join our community on Facebook. There you will find reading suggestions, meaningful dialogue, and additional stories of women who are going big. The link is posted in the show notes. As Betty Friedan said, aging is not lost youth, but a new stage of opportunity. So let's do it together.